So you're listening to this podcast. Maybe you want to make a podcast of your own. Well, Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast direct to Spotify. Everywhere else podcasts are heard as well. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And if you want to take the conversations of your fans to the next level, you can even do Q&As and polls direct through that same feed. Spotify for podcasters. Get it now. CM Punk, CM Punk, or is it Cody, or is it Cody? Let's get it quick, and let's What's up, everybody? Live on demand, wherever you are. It is Sports Keto Wrestling's weekly Lucy Goosey chat show. Yes, it is Rings and Rambles. Before we get going, though, want to shout out to Sports Keto Wrestling's very own Dutch Man- Mantel. Excuse me, Dutch Mantel. Uh, just a little, just a lot to talk about. Dutch Mantel going through a very uh, tough medical issue. Uh, normally, you'd see him on our various different channels, clips, podcasts, all those different things. Contributing with Smack Talk. Uh, he's going through a, a real serious health challenge right now. We're rooting for Dutch, and we want to see him uh, get well and get back out there. The legendary Dutch Mantel, Dirty D himself. Uh, of course, so we're going to get into wrestling topics with all of you. If you are watching on demand or live, we're asking the big question, CM Punk or Cody? Who is the guy that WWE should really strap the rocket to with WrestleMania season just about to start here? It feels like it starts earlier and earlier every year. Uh, and we're going to talk a lot of WWE. We're going to talk about negativity. In AEW, I know everyone says we're against AEW. No, but there's, there's just news to discuss. All right, so we're going to talk about that. And we're going to get some of your comments on screen as well. I want to hear from you guys here. Ozzy Mantor with uh, Ozzy's big support of the channel. Thank you so much, Ozzy. Saying goodwill soon, Dutch. Uh, but yeah, we'll get into this story here. Uh, and a lot of different things going on in WWE. Uh, Nick, uh, how was the wrestling week that was since I last chatted with you? You know, I enjoyed it. Um, a lot of interesting things happening, especially on SmackDown. I know we're going to get into it, but, you know, mm-hmm. CM Punk running into a few different people there back in backstage. He was calling out everybody. You know? Yeah, he was calling out everybody. <laughs> he didn't flat out calling everybody. He just dropped all these big goose eggs. Uh, of course, they yeah. had the Tribute to the Troops episode of SmackDown, which was more Tribute to the Troops than I expected. Because it was yeah. just like usually Tribute to the Troops is its own TV show. Uh, and uh, this year they're like, oh, we'll just put it in an episode of SmackDown. But we saw like dead in center, they had all the troops uh, in their in their in their uh, uniforms at ringside, which I thought was a really cool touch. They did uh, they did God Bless America. They had uh, the Net Wessler. Uh, I'm, I'm forgetting his name. Great broadcaster, just CBS Sports. He always does the Army Navy game. They had him at ringside. Yeah. They had JBL yeah. on commentary. He started to the troops. Cody Rhodes came out there and cut the Rob Rob promo. I and they had Bobby Lashley get a big win. They emphasized that he was in the army. It was fine. Uh, it, it wasn't the best tribute to truth thing, but it was good. Uh, but Punka could, did did a did a promo. He also appeared uh just randomly, just appeared on NXT Deadline, which was head to head with AEW Collision. Yeah, uh, and took some shots uh, at AEW. We'll get these out of the way. He took a shot saying, "You can't just. I don't want to get into a fight with Kevin Owens." These guys going around just punching people backstage, and you just can't do that in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that cracked me up. That was hilarious. Um, I, I loved it though when I heard that. And you know, he 
he left himself open by going to NXT too, which a lot of people are expecting him to sign with Raw or SmackDown. But he's like, I'm going to go talk to the heartbreak kid. And uh, then to just throw that shot at AEW on Saturday was was amazing. I, I loved it. I loved it. That's what he's here for. You know, he's he constantly. Did, did he? Do, he did that on Friday, didn't he? Or he no? did it on, Fri- uh, yeah, he did he on Friday. Did it. Uh, yeah, because the on one Friday. the one on Saturday was just more him just saying, "Hey, I'm in here with Shawn Michaels, who also here, pissed yeah. people off." And we're gonna take a picture, and then Shawn Michaels is gonna say something about me wearing a Bret Hart sweatshirt, and and that's kind of all it is. But they alluded to him somehow signing with NXT, uh, right. which would be wild. Like I, that was one thing when I said when we when we had him return a few weeks ago, I said the craziest thing they could do with him, and I'm not saying it's the biggest thing they can do with him, is if he went to NXT and he was just there to get its ratings up. Uh, right. And it's not like its ratings are bad, but it's definitely like the third tier brand. It's It's got the lowest ratings of the three major WWE TV shows. But in terms of what WWE invests in it, in terms of what they get paid for, it's got an increase on its TV rights when it's going to make this move next year. It performs fairly well. Some weeks it's like in – it's bigger than Collision. It's bigger than Impact. It's yep. the, probably the – you know, next to AEW Dynamite, it's, it's competitive with AEW Dynamite, but mind you, they're not head to head with each other. So that's a whole different story. Uh, Dynamite airing on Wednesdays for their WWE's big rival, All Elite Wrestling. Um, so I think they'd be the wildest one, but I don't believe it. I don't believe he's going. He's going to NXT at all. Uh, wh- no. What do you think of this promo though with him on SmackDown? Wild one. Call out a whole bunch of different people in this, and I like this yeah. a lot more than the Raw promo, which felt like, "Hey, I'm just back." Everyone wanted him to do the pipe bomb right through the gate, and I heard some people crapping on that. I watched the Raw one. I liked the SmackDown one more because it felt like there was storyline development in it, and like he's kind of picking some lanes, and they're just kind of dropping all these Easter eggs and kind of letting fans kind of say, like, "Hey, where do you want to see him go?" That's kind of the perception I got. It was like a buffet call out uh, a bunch, a bunch of different people. Yeah, I, I loved it, and like you said, I like this one way better than his Raw one, just because you got the old CM Punk a lot more with this mm-hmm. one, you know, and it left doors wide open to where he can go with this. You know, he called out Roman Reigns. He was calling out Seth Rollins, uh, you know, calling out everybody pretty much, just like, hey, I'm here. I'm back. Not back like he was the time mm-hmm. before, like I'm home. Like, this is okay. You wanted the old CM Punk? I'm going to let loose right now. And that's what I think we've all been waiting for. And here it is. So uh, I, also, I also think it's the time to adapt. Like maybe they saw the response to the promo wasn't as, and I, it's, I heard some yeah. people really coming down. I know people that are in the anti CM punk camp. I got a, I got a bunch of buddies who are, they are all elite all the time. And yeah. uh, they were very opposed to CM punk in general and him leaving and blah, blah, blah. And people making fun of him and all these, it's fine, whatever, you know, like, this yeah. isn't the same WWE he was then. Uh, do you buy that he's just there to no, where else was he gonna wrestle? Let's just get over that. Like he wasn't gonna wrestle an impact. He was gonna wrestle for what he's worth. He's really gonna finish his career on a high note. He's gonna do it in WWE at this point if he can't do it in all elite wrestling. Uh so uh I like the promo on SmackDown though. Uh but it seems like the the one direction they're going in is him and Seth Rollins. It really, yeah. really feels like it's Seth Rollins. It feels like they're going to do a little bit of what they did with Roman, where it's like the point is Roman. Uh, the point is CM Punk on Raw, but there's other people that kind of like get caught up in it, and they have their own fractured storylines that kind of kind of revolve around that one center player. And CM Punk's going to be the center player, and I'm going to say why. The metrics are there. Uh, I mean, the raw numbers came down to a normal level. They were up against a more competitive football game, I believe, on Monday night this week than when uh, Punk came back that first night. Yeah. Uh, oddly enough, he was he was performing well against a, a 
Chicago Bears game now, but that's a different story. <laughs> um, so the the thing that's interesting about this though is Rollins is going to be the guy who's essentially challenging Buck, even though he's the world champion. And uh, and everyone says, oh, Rollins doesn't want anything to do with him, and now he has to deal with Drew McIntyre. I think Drew McIntyre can get just as mad about this. Like, hey, yeah, quit talking about Punk if you say you don't want him. I'm the guy who's really going to mess this up. I'm the guy who deserves this. I'm the guy with the chip on my shoulder. I'm the guy who held that title when we didn't have fans here. You know, I'm the guy who did these things. And and I think that that like the best storyline develop is kind of like slingshotting Drew into this uh, would be would be interesting. Uh, but uh, Punk is definitely uh, certainly keeping it going, saying things like uh, that. Uh, Seth Rollins is even the the first real man in his family, and yeah. you know the, the easy stuff. And and, and and like I was like, that's that's a great line. And other people have done a variation line, but the way he did it was very good uh, and, and keen uh, and interesting. Uh, and then you had Rollins out on the uh, the WWE live event circuit. We'll talk about WWE live events. There's a big news. I know a lot of people don't talk about these untelevised WWE shows, but uh, they have two this weekend. They're gonna be Moline, Illinois, a couple hours. Uh, East of me or west of me, rather. And it's my hometown. Moline, the Mark of the Quad City is going to be there I'm, on Saturday night. I'm actually from Davenport, Iowa, but it's. I'm, I'm oh, that, that's the now, arena, though. It's Davenport. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the Quad they're, City. You're, you're right not going there. to Cedar Rapids. No, you're going, no, you're going, to, you're no. going to Moline, baby. Yeah, going to Moline. I know what's up. I know what's up. Staying in the QC. So, <laughs> <laughs> the big four, baby. The big four. Yes, uh, so. Um, we'll talk about that because there's some big news with WWE and the future of those events, if you've been. So the, he's doing this live event in Utica, New York, and he just like just doesn't want to deal with these chants anymore. And he's really working people, I think, at this point. Like they're building to something, or at least he felt the need to acknowledge it. And it's a house show, so it's not exactly canon. But he says this. They're doing CM Punk chants. He says, excuse me, who's that? Serious question. Was that guy on the show here tonight? <laughs> Yep. Hey, hey, maybe one of these days he'll grow his set. All right, that's definitely not TV. And he'll come up here to Utica, New York. I mean, look, he's the best in the world, right? In all seriousness, I'm the friggin' best in the world because every single town, every single night, doesn't matter the opponent. I show up and I show out. So uh, Seth Rollins continuing to uh, poke the bear here. And I interviewed him some years ago, and he did that before. And he um, called out CM Punk for a match at WrestleMania. And he's certainly changed his tone, calling him a cancer. He's backpedaled on that. Obviously, uh, you know, he's acknowledged this a little bit on TV, but never flat out said it. He's just denied the point of it. I think they're going to Rollins versus Punk. It's just a matter of when. Uh, yeah. what, what say you? I definitely agree with that. Uh, you know, when he came out to do his promo on SmackDown, there was that fan holding the World Heavyweight Championship, and he walked up to it grabbed it, you know, looked at the camera with it and was like, you know, that's the belt that I'm going for. And that's Rollins's belt. I think it's been that way from day one. You know, mm -hmm. we saw Rollins outlash at Survivor Series. They're setting it up nice here. And whether there's mm -hmm. real heat, which I think there was or not, yeah. you know, um, th this is just this is the match that is going to intrigue everybody right away. And, it, you know, what? It is. It's a huge match for CM Punk to come back to. And you think they do it? You think they do it at Royal Rumble before they do it at Mania? Ooh, you know that's that's going to be that's that's the interesting part right there. I I don't know where they're going to go with this because you know we're we're getting into it. Cody was talking about finishing 
his story. Now, I I don't know. We all know Cody's story. I don't know what CM Punk's story is. Is, is it going to be with Rollins? Is that the belt that he's going to go after? I know everybody wants to get Roman Reigns' belt, but like if, if he's going and, after yet, Rollins. Yet Punk calling out Roman this week, too. You know, that's, so that's it was true. he's kind of calling out everybody. And it was that's like, true. it's just a matter of where this is going. But it feels like it's going in the direction of Punk, just in terms of like, you know, put your finger in the water and see where the, where the, where the sharks are wanting to nibble. Uh, so right. that's the case here. Some other big news coming out of SmackDown this week, though. This is an unfortunate one involving a match between Oscar and Charlotte. Oh, yeah. uh, Charlotte and Oscar taking a nasty spill off the top rope and Charlotte going kind of basically teeter-tottering and, and going over, head over heels, and like really whacking her knee on the ring when yeah. she hit the floor. And it, it, it was uh, the floor of the ring, the canvas. And, and it was clear something was wrong right away. And you can see some fan shot footage of it, and it's very, very obvious that something's not right, and she's talking about her knee immediately. Uh, and there is concern now within WWE as to how serious this is. Uh, the timing of this, though, I guess is somewhat, if it's not the worst, uh, if it if it is something you can heal up from in a, in a fair amount of time and be ready to go, maybe she's on the shelf until maybe WrestleMania season. Uh, but it'd be really, really sad if that's the case where somebody who was on the shelf for a long time after oh, yeah. WrestleMania, just to heal in general, uh, and now is, you know, people saying, was it Charlotte Flair's knee? Is Charlotte Flair out of action again? Yeah, I think Charlotte's out of action. It, it just looked, I'm not saying I'm a doctor or anything, but it looked pretty, pretty bad. And they came back from commercial and it was pretty awkward. They kind of moving along. It definitely struck me as they were going to do a big spot, go to the commercial and we're going to come back. You know, that pattern that we're conditioned to, and it didn't seem like that's the case. Uh, Charlotte out of the mix here. Well, I mean, and it didn't seem like they were going with Charlotte in the main main story. WWE is a stacked roster in general. You have some healthy cuts in the pay-per-views here in terms of those premium built-up two spots. But we would have seen her doing something at WrestleMania, and let's, you know, her, her WrestleMania says it's got to be questionable right now. Oh, yeah, definitely. And that's it's just super unfortunate for the women's division, whether she's – competing for a championship or not you know she helped set the standard there and she's a great talent and uh it's just super unfortunate to see her out of action once again and mm -hmm. this time due to a knee injury and it looked really bad i'm not i'm not gonna lie so uh just from seeing the videos and whatnot yeah. from the fans nothing you like to see with any wrestler mm -hmm. especially one of the top notch in the women's division i'll jump that on this here what happened to your boy la night see him Came back, everyone ditched him. I don't think anyone ditched him, but I mean, I've had other people bring this up. Uh, shout out to Rumor and Innuendo, uh, a show that is uh, out there from Ad Free Shows. Nick Houseman, uh, who's been dubbed the head of CM Punk's PR department, uh, but by by many people, I think uh, Shawn Michaels said that last week in the NXT media call that I was on. It was interesting. Shout out to Nick and uh, Robert Carpolis and everybody at Free Shows. They, they, I've done some great stuff with them through Sports Key in the past. But they had a conversation about this. And Robert Carpolis, a former uh, head of the WWE creative team, kind of talked about slotting and, and where people land when things like this happen. And I do think LA Knight is a guy who maybe was in a better position before CM Punk showed up in WWE. Yeah. But he's not the only one. Uh, and I, I also think, uh, I think, I think LA Knight's going to do something big. WrestleMania, I, I think you'll be able to do some cool stuff with him. He doesn't. You don't have to be the guy to be someone who does something big. You know, I think that's the case. No. Uh, so I'm calling him the Walmart version of the Rock. Hey, 
See, the, uh, give me the blue light special then, buddy, because I'm I'm saying yeah. Uh, Jesse Hyde, big <laughs> yeah. support of the show. Thank you, Jesse. He's like, was Charlotte uh, one of the 2024 uh, Royal Rumble hopefuls? Is it Kyrie Sane? So we get a triple threat of Kyrie and Osk, Ian Cosk. I've heard other people say that, that they want to see some special match. But, I mean, they're kind of in a faction together now. They have all three Japanese gals in one faction together. Uh, I don't see them changing that. Uh, I, I think if they see them writing that out, maybe doing that, I would see that not as something you would do at WrestleMania, but maybe even do it at a different pay-per-view to make that kind of special into itself, like a B or a yeah. C show. you pretty cool to see. Uh, want to get into this. We'll close with this. Punk or Cody? Uh, who finishes the story of rain sound off. We'll get in that. We'll close with the show. We'll close with that as our, uh, our big power question. And we'll put the power in your hands, the power right here. As Hulk Hogan said, the power lies right here. Uh, we want to hear you from you guys. We'll, we'll, we'll make our decision on that. Uh, I want to talk about this though. Uh, WWE had, uh, some media calls here this week and some different members of their new executive branch, including Ari Emanuel, Mark Shapiro, different people saying some interesting quotes here. And the summation from people who were following the wrestling business, including WrestleNomics, Brandon Thurston, and other people, I was following them. Shout out to them, the numbers they're crunching. Basically saying that the numbers from WWE live events, house shows, are is is the new the new ownership comes and looks at this. There's been a lot of cuts, a lot of cuts here. Uh, to redundancies between the teams they have for UFC uh, and production staff, and 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 he's almost saying. Uh, I believe it's Shapiro saying, you know, he has production people saying they don't want to give up this certain element. They need this. They need this to shoot. Other people saying there's AI things they can use to kind of cover production elements as well. Um, but then they brought up house shows and the costs it takes to send people to do these live events, which are not filmed. So there's there's a cap on, on where you can make money with it. And they're usually ran in a Moline. No shout out. Yeah. No, no rip to Moline. Yeah. Uh, they ran in a lot of, uh, you know, the bigger ones here on Christmas week will run in uh, big venues. They're going to run Madison yeah. Square Garden the day after Christmas. Uh, they're going to run some big markets. And they tend to do that. They, they will run that. They'll do that. I'm, I'm in Chicago. They'll run a house show here at least once or twice a year. They've done it on the Christmas shows. But they wouldn't sell out. They would draw well, but they wouldn't draw like a TV show, like a Raw or a SmackDown. Right. So. The idea of WWE not doing live events is such a fundamental thing that's a part of WWE's history and the, the idea of live pro wrestling. If you live in a, in a, in a medium-level city that's less than a million people, that you could go and get WWE. If you weren't in, right. in L.A. or New York or Chicago or Minneapolis where they get pay-per-views, where they get uh, you know things. Like if you're in Toronto, all right, well, they're not going to be in Toronto. But they're they're going to hit up uh, – you know, Montreal maybe once or twice a year. You know, they did a big pay-per-view there. But, like, you're not going to get them all the time. So if you're in a smaller town like a Milwaukee or, you know, like those other towns, maybe you get a pay-per-view every few years if you're lucky. Chicago, I'm very, very spoiled. I know this. Everyone yells at me about being in Chicago. <laughs> you, I think you and I have asked each other that. You live in LA, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but the idea of them not doing it just sounds crazy, doesn't it? Like not doing house shows. And, and then, uh, you know, there's other people theorize this. I've heard this of them doing some one centralized location for live events that they would only do now and then, like a Vegas type deal, which ah. I guess is okay. But then, you, you know, you're really changing the demographics of who goes to those shows. It's not a family thing, it's a different thing then. 
Yeah, I I don't like it. Uh, I I hope that they keep the WWE live events just because you know, growing up in Davenport, Iowa, that was the well, majority. To be, of the to ones be clear, they they are flat out saying they're gone. You know what I mean? Right, uh, right. And that they're gonna have them, but they would just be only in they only be in like A and B markets. It wouldn't be in like what's called a C market. You know, right. and you know, and I don't mean that, but you could say that Davenport. Iowa is a C market, you know. Right. I'm not saying that to disparage uh, the fine people out there at Rock 108 <laughs> up along uh, the the, uh, the west side of the river, you know. Yeah. No. Um, well, either way, I, I would hope that they don't do away with those shows in those markets, just because I personally enjoyed them growing up, and you know, even out here in in California, um, they do a they do a great number out here for the people who don't want to travel all the way to L.A. or travel to San Francisco and beat the traffic. They can stay in their city of Sacramento. And even though Sacramento gets raw and SmackDown, sometimes a lot of the times they're house events. So I hope just from my perspective that they don't do away with them like that. And Sacramento would probably be a B market, but um, still, I and I think it's a, it's a good spot for developmental talent to come up and shine in front of larger crowds. Maybe, you know, it's not TV and NXT might be seen as developmental, but to work people from NXT to the main brand, I think those live house shows that's still an expense. are a way to start. That's it is still an expense. expense. You still have it to is. fly those people out. You're still putting them up. True. You're still doing all these different things. But don't um, they have the money for it? You know I mean, they like, do, but the, the idea is efficiency. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. the less you spend, the more you make, the more profit you are. And, and they're a publicly traded company. They have to answer to, to shareholders. Even though you know half the company is, is held by uh, TKO, uh, the UFC people, but I mean, like they're looking at that too. Yeah. And they're looking well, at the numbers here, you know, does a little bit of this come from AEW as well. You know how they just have a lighter schedule or a wrestler speaking up about this. Does, do I they mean, have any input on this? But or? I mean, also I think if you do this, if you do less house shows, then you start looking at talent, you can cut, you know, you start yeah, looking true. at like less of a, less of a roster. You know yeah. what I mean? We saw a lot of people get hired back into WWE post pandemic when triple H took over. How many of those people stay? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question. I'm not, I'm not saying that I think people are going to lose their job, but you could look at it on the surface. They they let some talent go in September. Some of those talents that have that 90-day 90 90, 90, 90 non-compete. You know, Some of those talents could be hit the right. market here. Dolph Ziggler committed to a show in Puerto Rico with World Wrestling Council. Matt Riddle talking about doing some stuff in MMA. Ali, Mustafa Ali, very active, I can tell you. In wrestling circles, but hasn't been uh, promoted for anything. People saying Providence, Rhode Island is a sea town, Kevin. Uh, I, I didn't say it wasn't, you know, but I mean, like, that's the Northeast. So you see, yeah. they get away with that in the Northeast. You, we know this. They get away with that if they're closer to like a major market. Oh, we'll run, we'll run Providence on a Friday, but we'll run Madison Square Garden on a Saturday, like that type of stuff. Um, We'll take your questions, fire them off if you have them. We'll answer some of them here. But one with the big power question here that we started with, Punk versus Cody. We've talked about the disruption in WWE and all these different things here. But I want to get into this, and it is the main, main topic we've been driving the show through here with. Where are they going here? Uh, Cody was on on SmackDown this week, and he was just there to be the guy to introduce some tribute to the troops. Joe, uh, but it was really uh, still, you know, CM Punk week. It's about a week, week or so, two weeks now removed from Survivor Series. We're gonna get into a, a storyline direction with him. I think we get him wrestling on TV before we get him wrestling on a pay per view, and they want to maybe pop a rating with that. Uh, but we're talking more about Punk now, just because it's, it's still a bloom. It's fresh, right. but Cody's been the guy 
who was rumored even months ago to be back in the mix here with the non-present champion in WWE, (laughs) Roman Reigns, uh, who uh, is still considered the number one guy in all the business here. Uh, Who gets to finish the story with him? Who gets him at WrestleMania? I still think it's Cody. I still think it's Cody. I I think there's still a great story there. I don't think Punk is a guy who needs to have Roman now. I don't think Punk is the guy who needs to take that title off of Roman. Uh, I think, but I do think Punk needs to have a very, very big and significant match at WrestleMania. That's my case. I think it's Cody. I think Cody is the one who gets to finish the story. And I think WWE, with the right balance and storylines, can get things back. I think Raw, Raw is where you see CM Punk land. It's a longer show. It needs big, thorough storylines. It needs someone who can cut long, interesting promos. It needs somebody who can have interesting matches. He can do both, and he can do both every single week if you need him to, if he stays healthy. Uh, whereas in SmackDown, I think uh, you can move you can move Cody over there at some point <laughs> and really, really get things going. And what does the brand exchange mean anyway? The brand the brand differences don't mean that much anyway. He's just, I'm popping over to Raw, uh, SmackDown this week, because it's a tribute to the troops. I really needed to be here. Uh, I get it. He's doing the right company thing, but I, th- I think I still think it's Cody that ends this with Roman. Yeah, um, I have to go with you on this one as well. It could and change. It, you know, it, this, it, this could all change. It could definitely. We find change, out Roman. But, we find out that the Rock is coming back. This is all out the window, right? Oh, then yeah, then then everything's out the window. Then it's Roman versus the Rock at WrestleMania, and Roman's yeah. walking out the champ once again. But um, I think that it's going to be Cody. Who, who would be more likely to finish the story, and he's going to face Roman at WrestleMania. And we were talking about, does Seth Rollins and CM Punk face each other at Royal Rumble before WrestleMania? I think maybe they drag it out now. So then they both get a main event-type match or a big-time match at Mania. They're both highlighted, you know, big championship-type matches with Cody against Roman and Seth Rollins against CM Punk. I think that's where it goes. We'll see, though. And I, and I think that CM Punk could even win the rumble and then call out Seth Rollins for a WrestleMania match, even though, yeah. you know, everybody would but, want to, but if, even like, I think more people would just be screaming for him to call it Roman. They would uh, be, <laughs> uh, but it would be Rollins. I think at that point, trying to lure punk into calling him out, you know what I mean? Yes. Cause it would be, exactly. I think, so now we have a really interesting start where a champion really wants you to call him out. You know, yeah. you need to call me out. You need to call me out. Uh, Which is and, different which is different because usually yeah. it's like, no, you have to chase me. The champion would be chasing the challenger, which would be interesting. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, you, you've laid out some good scenarios there uh, on the sports key wrestling YouTube channel. We just dropped some very, very good videos. We dropped weird facts about what goes on with WWE recently, weird things that have happened in the company, which I, I thought were really, really interesting. I love these videos. Uh, shout out to some videos we had that just cra- uh, crashed and big milestones, by the way. We just had one that uh, cr- a few that cracked 100,000, so we're very, very thankful for that. Uh, we have Vince Russo talking about the ratings of superstars that he's worked with, people he enjoyed. What was his personal experience with them? What went wrong with Scott Steiner and the WWE? Big Papa Pump uh, and uh, the sad story of Matt Riddle on how things kind of didn't go well for him at the end of his WWE run and how they could go right in the future. Those are all up on the Sports Kita Wrestling YouTube channel. You can also check out WrestleBinge, our other channel, which features our big kind of weekly recap shows. Uh, and that has Vince Russo uh, tonight after Monday at Raw. 
covering Monday Night Raw, bro. We have the Wrestling Time Machine with Teddy Long and Bill Apter, along with Mac Davis every Wednesday, unscripted with Bill Apter as well. And we will continue to have Smack Talk with a revolving door of different special guests every uh, Friday night. Uh, so all that good stuff. And big interviews. You just uh, dropped an interview with Braun Strowman, filmed uh, by Sony 10 and our crew over in India. Raju and the crew over there in India uh, getting to chat with uh, the Monster Monk men in his recent media tour. So that's all, uh, all of it on our channels. And then some channels where you can hear human beings speaking to you, the wrestling fan. So definitely go check that out. Uh, Nick, uh, so me and you are in accordance with this. I thought maybe we might disagree. That we might choose different crowds. I know everyone thought maybe I'm the Chicago guy. I'm going to go with Punk. Let's get into it, though. I want to hear from you guys. Who did you choose? Who do you choose? Uh, locked in saying none of them are worthy. <laughs> We're coming for Bruno. Are you talking about Bruno San Martino? Let me know what you think about that here. I want to hear from you guys I here. Think that is, uh, he's other other comments here. So why is Roman? Why is Roman post? When is Roman supposed to be back on SmackDown? Uh, what about Randy? I think Randy Orton is the kind of uh, go-to guy right now for Roman Reigns going into Royal Rumble. Yeah, that's uh, and they can have a good competitive match, and they can get Roman out of that match somehow, some way. I think that's the, that's the direction they they are going in right now. Um, Jesse, hi, bringing this up. What about The Rock? It seems now that we are in a point in 2024, U.S. President of election Trump looming, he could be in the mix uh, with WWE as well. I, I think uh, The Rock, he's referenced that whole rumor of him. He had an exploratory committee look at the idea of him doing a presidential run. And he's just kind of ruled it out. He said, I, I don't want to go down that road. I'd rather just be a dad and make movies and do these big things. Uh, and he's a very successful guy. <laughs> if, I don't know. If, I don't know how the footage of him pulling up, uh, talking about no. shoving things up people's butts in the <laughs> 90s on television is going to play well, in a presidential debate. If he ever did run for president, I would hope that, he, you know, he would, t- whatever, he might take it serious, but I would hope that he would be at the debates and just cut promos. Like, you know what? Let me tell you something. <laughs> just your jabroni and just go right at the other candidates like that. I would hope that it would go that way. I know it wouldn't, but if he ever ran for president, I would hope that it would go that way. I'm clanging and banging in the gym. <laughs> I'm busting down the budget for the working man in America. <laughs> yeah. You but fat cats could take your tax raises. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I would like to see it go down if it ever went down. <laughs> oh, Joe Perillo. Punk has only been on four shows. Cody needs to finish his story at WrestleMania 40. Philly versus Roman Reigns. Um, here we go. People want Roman versus Randy. Randy. Here we go. Pierre saying, let me tell you, if Punk wins the Royal Rumble, well, Cody can win the Chamber in Australia. This is true. This is an option. They've done this before. Uh, They do have the Elimination Chamber coming up in Australia in February uh, with the stipulation that the winner of the Chamber will face Roman for the undisputed title at WrestleMania. I do think Chamber will be interesting. You can't just have a Chamber match. You have to have a a prize in that, too. Uh, That'll be a confusing show to see in a stadium, by the way. I think it'll be very, very hard to see what's going on inside a chamber, inside a stadium, but we'll see what happens here. Uh, this one here, Mr. Big Bob. Punk against Seth would be one of the best rivalries in WWE history, hands down. Uh, the promos alone are going to be interesting. Hell, oh, the yeah. promos alone, dude. I can tell yeah, you from that interview. I know I keep bringing up this interview I did with him years ago. Uh, <laughs> it, there's a lot of legitimate resentment here. Like This isn't just all... Uh, work yeah uh, you know this is uh there's some legitimate like issues that have, have sort of been alluded to on television uh, but haven't been fully embraced 
but I in terms it. of whether or not it needs to be Cody or Punk, Steve chiming in. Thank you so much, Steve. I'm a big supporter of the channel. I've seen you in these chats before. In my opinion, Cody is now the face of the WWE. He still feels like that. Yeah. Like he still feel, even though it's like Punk has been the big guy and it's only been a couple of weeks, but he still feels like that guy. You know, you have him on all these live events. He's still the the steward of WWE in terms of different you know things they want to do. Uh, I get that, but they got to get fans emotionally back into that story once again, don't they? Yeah, they definitely do. Um, they kind of veered away from it a little bit, but, but yeah, they have Cody, to. It's fifty-two weeks a year, dude. Exactly. Come on, <laughs> it's it's a long. I, I, story. I mean, how many people are saying that Romans had the title too long? You know what I mean? Like True. it's fifty-two weeks a year. Yeah, and I think that uh, you know that Roman, we're getting onto him for. They got to get back to, to reminding you that Roman Reigns is the champion. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. The pages in the book turn that fast, right? Yeah. That's that's exactly where I was going with that's it. That's the case. I have to stand up. I have to have better posture. I can't be like losing myself. I'm, I'm the graphic. <laughs> yeah. So that's where we stand. A lot of people su- still supporting Cody in this road Cody? to uh, WrestleMania, but I still think Punk going to do some big things here heading now, into WrestleMania. Do you think that Cody is going to walk out of Mania the champion this year? Do you think that this is his time? I or think they got to that- do it. I don't think they can do I'm- another. Uh, you know, you and I were in LA, and a lot of people yeah. thought that would be the time. And when we want, and you and I have had this conversation, I think on this show before too. Once we yeah. walked out of there, it was like he's having that title for another year. I don't <laughs> think you. I don't think in the modern age, um, people saying Roman is the is Donald Trump like dictator. <laughs> I don't know about that. Huge, huge Roman, great wrestler, wonderful wrestler, best wrestler. Know his whole family. Do you know his whole family wrestles? Did you know that? They worked at my casinos. WWE worked for me, so his family worked at my casino. Um, that was good. So, no, it's stupid. It's, it's a dumb impression. That was a dumb impression. No, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> the worst. Just the worst. Just awful. <laughs> These comedians need to be censored. I don't know why. As a dictator, I will have them buried. <laughs> Yeah, all that different stuff. Yeah, that's 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 a real life person. Did you know that? It's a real guy. Uh, so uh, <laughs> while we're talking about that, I got political. We just lost half the audience. Uh, <laughs> uh, I did want to bring this up here before we get to the power question here. I mean, everyone's going to think we're going down the uh, you know crap on AEW route, but I sent this quote to you, and I think you kind of agree. We have to talk about this. Yeah. What is the fallout of AEW right now? I think they're doing some great stuff. I went and saw uh, the Dynamite before Survivor Series. It was not packed, but well attended. But everyone keeps talking about these attendance issues with AEW. They're doing some fun stuff. They're still in play to get a TV contract, but it hasn't been announced yet. And it Mm. seems like if Raw announces their TV contract before we find out what the next uh, Dynamite deal is, that'd be another blow to them, just in terms of who announces it first at this point. Because, you know, SmackDown already has a deal. I'm talking about the business of wrestling here. Then you lose Jade Cargill. Then you have Cody Rhodes head out of there. Then you had the whole situation with CM Punk, that mess backstage, and now he's in WWE making real splashes. Whether or not people like it, he's making real numbers for them. Yeah. Uh, and I send you this quote here. Uh, what did you think of this quote? I'm going to read it here in a second. This is from Wrestling Observer's Dave Meltzer, who certainly knows a thing or two about the inner workings of w- uh, AEW. What did you think when I sent this to you? You know, it was it was very very interesting, and um, I've had a few friends go to live AEW events recently, and they were just shocked at how 
one half of the arena was, was completely unused or you know and was, wwe's been in this spot before too exactly and yeah. and um they because they, they were like well i've heard that aew is doing great with numbers so why am i showing up to it you know it's not empty but yeah to a lot less people than i expected and it's it's not even close to what wwe brings in here life. here's Meltzer's take yeah. he goes there is a quote lot of negativity in aew right now uh, they're grossing a lot of money. It's interesting because today I've gotten so much feedback from people in and around AEW that it's a lot of negativity right now. Um, the second part here. And I think some of that stems from the show Saturday night, obviously, was very poor crowd. He's talking about this past week's uh, collision. It's interesting because there's a lot of negativity while at the same time the company's grossing more money than by far than it ever has in the last couple months. It's been very successful in that sense. As far as the turning point, that's a very different story. And as far as the value of the company, that's the, the there's an economic aspects of the company that look really good. But there's still this feeling of negativity. You know, I think they're going to get a new TV contract. Uh, you know, but this comes into play. Understandably, in wrestling, there's always the number one conversation. Who's number one? Yeah. They are far from number one right now. They were a lot more competitive in things like television ratings and attendance and things like that 18 months ago than they are right now. I absolutely agree with that. 100% agree with that. Uh, so it's kind of like just really interesting thing where you've got a lot of negative perception, which usually comes with the economics are, are bad, but the economics are, are not bad right now, but they're still worrisome right now in the sense that when you look at the future and you look at the upcoming shows, you don't see shows like you're going to be drawing big crowds in too many places. They did draw well for full gear. They did that yeah. in LA and drew 13,000. Yeah. By the way, let's not forget they played a they played a freaking stadium in London. First yeah. time they were over there, they played to seventy thousand people there, and was like, "Oh, they didn't draw this or number." No, they're a company that isn't WWE that drew a stadium crowd in a country they've never been in before. Yeah, very so impressive. It's not all bad, but obviously, week to week, you know, like the the meat of the sandwich, we're talking more shredded beef here than we are steak. You know, uh, so some people are concerned about that in terms of the week to week stuff. Uh, economically, they're doing much better than they were at the time when they were competitive with WWE, aka ratings. Da, da, da. Uh, but the perception is that they're not because the live shows attendance feed a lot of that perception, and the ratings do because they're two numbers that people look at. So that's where we are. And then you hear these different things of how they're responding to this. Uh, how do they keep this interesting? How do they stay on the? How do they stay on the radar? How do they how do they do something here to kind of turn a corner? I think the the Continental Classic is great, but it just feels like um an overthought thing. It's another title in a championship that has in a, in a championship scene that has a lot of titles. A lot yeah, of titles. They do have a so you have a lot of guys like pouring their ass out having these great great matches. Brian Daniels and Andrade are having you're getting great wrestling, you're getting interesting stories. People want to know who the devil is, but it yeah. just feels like there is this overarching something's missing. And I, and I, and as a person who analyzes wrestling, I want to know what that is, what that missing factor is. You know, I I honestly don't know what it is either because I enjoy it. I watch AEW weekly and um, 
it's good to know that they're they're doing better you know with numbers as far as you know making i think money, that's but. a lot of just the tv rights is what he's <laughs> right, referencing there be. which is a big part but i mean they're still trying to negotiate a new tv deal coming up here yeah you know they're still trying to settle on what that's going to be in the next year yeah it's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out honestly you know it's uh mm-hmm. it's 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 crazy when you do go to these shows how it's set up, you know, and, and I've been to one AEW live event and I've been to a ton of WWEs, but it was weird to see. I've been, I've been to, a, I've been to a lot of AEW shows. It's a completely nice. different crowd. It is. Uh, yeah. It feels older. I like the crowd, like crowd too. Is it just, a, I'm a guy of a certain age. I like wrestling with, not to say I don't want kids there, but I can be a little bit more gnarly in the crowd. I feel more okay drinking and you know, it's that type of thing. But yes. at the same time, I, I feel there's a ceiling with that. You know what I mean? Like, like, and, and where can you reach more people who are wrestling fans, you know, Uh, and you're starting to see it with these numbers when collision is a Saturday night TV show that goes up against, I want to know, I don't know these numbers yet. I was hoping we would have them by the time we went on uh, for how does it, how does even an NXT premium live event, they had deadline this past weekend. Yeah. I haven't seen the show, but I heard good things about it. Uh, And how does a show like that on Peacock affect, collision on tv because we've seen them get slaughtered by just a premium live event on peacock a major one like a survivor series or something like that and and i don't this isn't me like picking a side this is me picking pro wrestling but i'm hearing from fans mr big bob who's with us earlier he says now people are having a very controversial opinion on tony khan like he isn't the guy that everyone thought he was he's getting a lot of heat of course they made some changes kevin sullivan who was a production guy was let go people internally saying how did you not protect him somebody else let him go the guy who let him go, Mansuri, who was the head of uh, WWE uh, production teams at one point, came over to AEW. He's the one to let him go. Reportedly, no one even knew he was he was the head of post production. Kevin Sullivan right. he'd do a lot of post production things to them. Like, the people don't even know that Mansuri was like his higher up. It was very. I've heard some very confusing stories about that, but don't quote me. Hassan saying Punk finishes the story night one, night two. Cody finishes his. I can see that. Yeah, Ricardo, back to the CM Punk Cody situation. Who, who gets to do it? And he goes, uh, Ricardo saying, or Punk wins, and then Rhodes wins the Elimination Chamber. You can flip flop. It can go either way. way. Yeah. Doesn't that, doesn't that kind of make it predictable, though, Nicholas? Nicholas? Hey, you Eva, uh, a little bit, but uh, you've said it before. Predictable isn't mm-hmm. always bad, right? Predictable so, uh, isn't always bad if you deliver it on it. If you if you if you deliver right. on if everyone plays their their parts correctly, you can have a, a very good thing here. Here's what I need you to do: if you're watching live, go ahead and hit the like button. If you're watching on demand, go ahead and get into the comments below. I will be in those comments talking with all of you, and I want to hear from you here. Uh, we're going to keep doing this here. We're going to keep doing this. We want to hear from you guys and get all your different takes on different things here. Also, if you haven't done so, go ahead and subscribe. Uh, I know you guys who are watching on Facebook, you have the Wrestle Room channel. Maybe one of these days they'll put us on the main one. All right. Uh, but go ahead and uh, turn your notifications on on the Wrestle Room Facebook page if you're watching there. I know plenty of people do. Uh, go ahead and turn your notifications on so you know exactly when we go live uh, and we can give you live videos like this or check it out on YouTube as well. We have a lot of different options for you guys. Most of you guys watching on YouTube, I appreciate that. Uh, and if you want to just listen to it, Get all of our shows, one podcast feed, all of our shows, one podcast feed. Uh, go seek it out. It's on Spotify. It's on all the different podcast apps. Search Sports Key to Wrestling, all that cool stuff. Uh, Nick, where can they find you, buddy? You can find me on the X or Twitter, you know, uh, at N Harkson. That's at N H A R K S E N 2 4. I forgot the 2 4, but there, mm-hmm. you can find me there. 
Someone asked me in the chat, do I think uh, rest in peace, AEW New Japan in 2024 if Okada joins WWE? Exclamation point, exclamation point. Yes. Kazuchika Okada, one of the big names from Japan, uh, is reportedly has his contract up at the end of January. So he'll wrestle on Wrestle Kingdom, their WrestleMania, January 4th. I think he will have a great, great match with Brian Danielson if Brian Danielson is not injured uh, right. and, and everything's good. Uh, him going to WWE would be certifiably insane, <laughs> but uh, uh, I don't. I don't see that happening. I see him staying in Japan. I really, really do. I see him staying in Japan. His wife is a very successful actress. If he goes to WWE, he has to, like Shinsuke Nakamura and Asuka and other people who've been successful in Japan, he has to make the move over to the United States and be based here yeah. and still travel out of here. Uh, so I, I, I don't know if that's conducive to his life, but who am I to speak for him? Maybe it is. Maybe, maybe, maybe it is. Maybe, maybe he does make that jump. Uh, but him in WWE would be wild. I just don't see it. You know, we didn't see CM Punk coming back, but then you had to start to have that conversation and it actually happened. So who knows? Crazier yeah. things have happened, right? Uh, you know, we hear the Rainmaker music at Royal Rumble. Holy shit. You know what I mean? Like, like, like <laughs> I, I think that'll be worth it, though. Uh, you can follow me on the things at Kev Kellum. Uh, that is on Instagram. I'm trying to get my Instagram number up here. K-E-V-K-E-L-L-A-M. Go ahead and follow me there on my comedy clips. I'm doing stuff with Roast Battle Chicago. Uh, we're going to be live. McHenry, Illinois. We're going to be live at The Vixen, a place that Chris Jericho recently played with his band Fozzie. I'm going to be playing there, which is pretty crazy here. People telling me Sasha's going to win the Royal Rumble. Everyone's already calling the returns here, man. It's crazy I stuff. Know. Uh, let's see how things go. Uh, remember, we'll be back next Monday afternoon, 3 p.m. Central. All right, 4 p.m. in the East. What? 1 p.m. for you in a Pacific? 1 p.m. on the West Coast, baby. There we go. Midday is there. All right, thank yeah. you guys so much. Remember, when watching wrestling, please do the most important thing. Smash, like, and subscribe. Uh, and, uh, of course, uh, pass on the goodwill. And remember, when watching wrestling, please boo that bad guy. Cheer that good guy and enjoy wrestling.